Yeah, I used to play in a band with this guy who was a keyboard player in my jam band, and he only smoked weed. He never drank. He only smoked weed and drank like he would bring like ventis, like mm-hmm. one or two to practice, and that was it for like three hours. Just tons of weed, and, co- and he was a high strung motherfucker. <laughs> He'd be like, "No, you're fucking up the part," and we're like, "Whoa, dude!" And then he would do these piano parts. You got to figure out the balance where between he was, that reefer and that coffee a little bit. He bud. was very much like, like it was. You know, speaking of making things up, that's what the stupid freaking podcast we do is. Yeah. Want to make one up right now? Let's do it. Woo! <clears throat> Here we go. Gearbuds Podcast, episode 147. That was a good... You did some good number signs right there. I wish we could... I did the four uh, and the that, three. That is an argument Instead for going Instead of the five right and the there. two. Yeah, I know. That was very Europina. Actually, Europina would be to do the three like that. Oh, the, yeah. The thumb out. The yeah. thumb out three. Good call. One Episode 147. Gearbuds Podcast. I'm Henry. That's Dave. Hey. We're going to do it. Symphony of Corrections. Let's get into it. Here is your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. Thank you far and wide for listening to this. We love you and you love us. It's mutual. Yeah, we like consensual mutual love around here. Follow us on the Stups, Stupsies. Subscribes on the Stupsies. Including the hated Spotify for being the fucking buttholes of all buttholes. I'm, I've avoided getting into it, but we're not going to do it again. Here we go. Email us, gearbudspodcast at gmail.com. Reach out. Touch us. Reach out. <laughs> Touch us. Uh, oh, we got we got touched. We got tagged by Alchemy Audio in a in a, in a recent Instagram post. Cool. I want to give them a shout because I love the I love Alchemy Audio. They're a great Chicago brand of pedal makers and uh, modders and such. And they tagged us in this really cool thing. They they made a big muff, but they built it in a boss enclosure. Oh wow! And it and they put big muff in you know like a boss style font. And I stuff. love that. And it was really cheeky and fun, and I really liked it. So, hey, if you guys want to come on and say hey, yeah, please. we gotta finally have the we've we've met in person and stuff cool. and all that good good business, but we still I don't know why we, you know you know why because we just we kept we like to keep it me and you Dave yeah that's why that's why what is gonna happen eventually but thanks for tagging us we're like you know it's Instagram it's nice send the taggies oh oh want to give an update uh, on a product that we talked about in future gear however many episodes ago I don't know we've made a lot of these things uh, remember Elk Live. Can you remember what that? I'm, this is a good little mm. quiz. I love. I do, I can't even begin to tell you how much I love quizzing you. Elk Live. Guess what do you think Elk Live is? <laughs> Wait, is that the? Um, is I think th- you're gonna know. Is you that the like remote jamming thing? Bada boom! Bang! Nailed, nailed it. Needed ten points. Ten points, Dave and Dor. It's now live. They, you know, they were they were pre-ordering it and pre-selling it and all that sort of stuff for a while cool. and beta testing all that stuff and i got the email and checked it out and you can now buy it and it's live in the marketplace you we were saying like if it works between my house and your house then that's Let's good just enough. start jamming all the time buddy Let's do it the, the the thing that's still semi-annoying for me is the fact that it's not wi-fi i get why that you can only plug it in to ethernet, ethernet so that's right. the only thing you've got well, to do i mean it near, a lot of modern router. routers have the ethernet out you can just plug into that so totally that should be fine. so that's fine but, but i'll say the first batch is now sold out checked it out wow. i was thinking about doing it myself are, went to the website pre-orders for the next batch are now open shipping spring 2022 are they uh they're not a, an american company are they i believe it's a swedish company yeah i thought so i thought it was like something scandy thing. something europine cool uh what would you pay for something like that, Dave? Is it subscription based or is it? There's probably, you know, I'll be honest. Is it a module? Some, it's a you have to buy the interface, but there's I would imagine there's probably some sort of sub skis. I would pay, hmm, and and circumstances have to be appropriate. Uh, let's say we were a little, you know, we're not, we're still not hanging out, we're still not seeing people. I would pay three hundred dollars for the module, and I would pay fifteen dollars a month for the service. That's pretty close, yeah, three forty for the module. And I think that if you had done some sort of, you know, earlier buy-in sort of thing, it sure. was even cheaper at some point. But yeah. right now it's three forty, so yeah, good deal. Yeah, I would. I kind of. I want to test it out. I kind of want to get one. To, I do exactly. I just want to test it out too, see if it actually works. Like, I don't really need to. Like, I could jam with people in pub in. You know, it's not like I need to not be in person, but I just really am super curious to see if it works as advertised. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but mm-hmm. I definitely have skeptical hippo going on right now. Latency is a bummer. And yeah. if we can it's figure a real that out, thing if you're I'll be, really working I'll on be music. super stoked. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Elk Live is live. <laughs> uh, I've got to say, I've got, I found uh, this is, it's a, it's a, 
It's a GFI for us, but it's a BFI for the world. And that I just have. <laughs> Wait, like, what? Th- this is now a sub segment of the show where I just love like to shit on. Po- uh, and I, I was gonna say shit on podcasts. This is a, this is a sub segment where I shit on our own thing. This is a sub segment where I shit on NFTs uh, oh. because uh, according to blockchain data firm Chainalysis, I read this story, this article. There's this something. There's something known as wash trading. Mm-hmm. And this is this is something that's existed for a long time on Wall Street and all, all sorts of shit, where it's the act of buying and se- selling a security, in this case an NFT, in order to fool the market. And it was once common pl- commonplace before you know it became illegal, and now it's been illegal for like a century. Yeah. But because NFT is just like this vast unregulated wasteland, sure, uh, it's become this golden opportunity for scammers. Uh, the report that I read tracked instances of the same traders selling the same nfts back and forth at least 25 times yeah it's insider trading well that well insider trading is like hey i got a tip for you go buy this right wash this wash trading is buying and selling something back and forth forth, to illegally inflate the price of it so illegal but obviously it's not because it's not regulated because it's not they identified a group of 110 alleged nft wash traders who have made roughly 8.9 million in profit uh, it's become commonplace they discovered uh, since uh, the last half of 2021, which the value sent to NFT marketplaces with, by addresses associated with scams spiked significantly in the third quarter, worth more than one million of cryptocurrency. So it's like building up like crazy right now. Uh, but to your point, dude, it's not legal. I mean, they're just bending the rules that already exist, and if it's not regulated, I mean, what can we really do? You know, it sucks. Complain but... about it on our podcast. <laughs> we can talk about it, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's the same thing as like, um, you know, people driving up the price of something and just to like sell it off later. Inflating, you know? yeah. yeah. So, well, so another reason for me to hate NFTs. More NFTs, just yeah. Wanted to get that BFI out there. I feel like it's not a Gearbuds unless we talk a little NFTs at each. That's and especially about how they're bad. Because what else would they be? They're annoying. And this is a GFI to me because an artist that I particularly like who died, I think it was last year, uh, has had their fans recently petition for a circumbinary exoplanet to be named after them. The artist Sophie, who I don't know if you've ever checked out, but uh, she made this like really crazy futuristic hyper pop music that i it's the kind of thing that i listen to and i still don't like exactly know how it was made Mm -hmm. most of the time okay and i and it and i love it and it's and it's like some of the best stuff you can only get on youtube because she did stuff for like commercials and stuff but then some of it it is on spotify and whatever Um, but anyways her fans uh did this petition and it was originally dubbed re1 discovered in 1980 by some guy in the czech republic now it is known as sophie zion in honor of Sophie, late cool. Sophie, which I love A, the artist and memoriam. I think that's super cool. And and when you know the type of music and hear it, it feels like outer space music. So it's super cool. badass in general. That's really cool. Also, my cast name Sophie. So yeah, I like that's to think extra, that there's extra a, points. an exoplanet named Sophie out there. <laughs> that's very so cool. So super badass. And I like that, that, Dave, my friend. That concludes GFI BFI? That concludes GFI BFI, the sub-sub like segment it. and the sub-sub segment of our sub-sub segment show and a sub-sub segment niche of the world. I just said niche, like a yeah. hard ch. Yeah, how many micro, micro segments are we in? It's great. Is this even is this even a, t- a timeline that has podcasts? Who's I, to say? Time is a, flat a social circle. construct. Well, you know what isn't? Dave's Docs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Dave's Docs! I'm pumped. I got to say it, my two favorite words. Do it. What do we got for us? So, you know, I really like watching docs when I don't know about the band. Me too. And I'm hoping that you know about this band. Okay. Because then I won't have to explain this band. Can you somehow, is there a way that you can quiz, give me a hint and yeah. so see if there's a way I can figure out who it might be? They were post-Black Sabbath, pre-Sex Pistols. In time? In, in Like when they almost got famous. When they almost got famous? Yeah. They were super underground. Mm-hmm. They're called Pentagram. Oh, okay. Do you know Pentagram? I, I Vaguely. Not, I would not well. Like, I've heard some Pentagram. But Neither I, do I. I'm like a fan. Yeah, I want one of their t-shirts. I think it'd be badass. Obviously, um, obviously it's called freaking Pentagram. Bro, Tell they us more. Like, so What's the movie? So it's called Last Days Here. It's a 2011. It's on Hulu and YouTube, actually. I found a copy. Last Days Here? Yep. And um, so the, it really follows around the lead singer. 
Uh, his name's Bobby Lieb- Liebling, and I think at this point in the movie, he's probably like fifty-two or fifty-three. So, so it was mo- at the modern at the time. Modern know, at the yeah, time, current. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, the movie was probably two thousand seven when they were filming it, two thousand eight, mm-hmm. something like that. Definitely, people still using like big monitors, like on their computers, big old CRT TVs. Yeah, big old CRTs hanging out. But um, yeah, it was fucking. It's cool music, man. If I could describe the band, so they're an English band as well. No, they're from like the northeast. Like, oh, the way the, when you said the way you said Sabbath and sex pistols, right. I'm picturing something. I know, I know exactly. Well, somebody actually said in there's a quote in the film they're post Zeppelin pre sex pistols. Oh, uh, but they I think they sound like Black Sabbath. So I kind of mixed it all in. Yeah. So they're kind of like they're a three piece band with the lead singer. So it's a four piece outfit, mm. and um, they're just they're heavy. Like they're kind of like the Godfathers in my opinion. I didn't get into like Doom or like that kind of you know uh, weed metal or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I love that description yeah, of it. But I guarantee, like, if you play that music, like, you have to. Weed know metal this band. is my new favorite genre. Isn't that kind sure. of like one of the things? Yeah, stoner for stoner sure. Stoner rock. Yeah, that's dude. what I'm. Weed I know, metal. but weed metal's way better. Yeah, dude. Um, but they they fucking they're really good, man. Like, it's uh really interesting. Kind of had like um like the singer kind of has like an Alice Coopery kind of thing, like the mm-hmm. makeup and just he's like he looks Shocking. like a fucking gremlin on stage. Like, he's really creepy looking. So they're from the Northeast. They're called Pentagram. The Were they intentionally trying to scare people? I think they were just trying to be different at the time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, so basically they were just, um, you know, they're doing their thing. They're fucking playing. And like everything that ever happened, they fucked it up. Like they had a, mm. they had an audition at Capitol Records where they were going to go. I guess what you would do is, and I was always unclear on how this works, but like you go to a studio, like the label wants to sign you. So they go, just record a demo here. Like we basically yeah, want to see kind of a showcase, but not a live thing. Like mm-hmm. they were in a studio and they're like, just fucking record this demo. I think they just want to see that you can function as a band mm. in a studio. You know, like they didn't even have a live performance or anything. They uh, they go to Capitol Records. They do their fucking demo. It's like three songs. And the singer's like, I want to redo my vocals. And the band's like, hey, man, like, calm down, dude. Like, this is just a demo. Like, they like us. And this is a singer that's still. He's the guy who the movie's yeah. about. Yeah. Um, he's also a fucking insane drug addict, which we're going to oh. do in a second. So. He he's like he's pretty whacked out and like he's and like, at the time he's a drug addict. I think so. They yeah. didn't allude to that, but like that he mentions there he's been doing drugs for like forty five years. Okay, so I think that was within this timeline. Lots of drugs because I think it was like nineteen eighty when they went to do this. But oh, nineteen eighty. Okay, yeah, they were a band for like you know five, six, seven years before they really like, got it. You know, got the offer to sign, which there's a kiss story related to, which is funny. Mm-hmm. But um, so they go to Capitol and then he basically gets in a fight with the engineer, the producer. Oh. Like, dude, I want to redo my vocals. And they're like, dude, the vocals are fine. Like, we'll fix it later. And he's like, fuck you, you motherfucker. Like, he goes off in the mic. Like, as they're, like, in the live room, they just record it. And he basically blows it for the whole band. Damn. And I was like, ah, I fucking hate stories like that. And then they're like, oh, and this actually happened before that. Uh, they knew Gene and I think Ace, like, two of the guys from Kiss. And they're like, they're going to come over and watch us play in our basement like as like a live audition rehearsal mm-hmm. thing and maybe like they'll want to hang out with us or let them let us tour whatever it is and K- so the two guys from kiss show up and they're fucking they're so loud that the landlord like came down and was like you can't fucking play and then he like basically shut it down because they were in like the basement of their apartment yeah. building so landlord shuts it down and they're like fuck and then and then kiss was like they weren't good looking enough anyways to uh, be. <laughs> <laughs> and kid for kiss to say that yeah dude yeah the, well, the ugliest band ironically so ugly that they had to wear makeup that wear makeup yeah i know it's crazy but dude, they were, have, i had to do that once i had to what? do like a bait you had I, a live showcase well a private kind showcase? Of, yeah how what, tell me about it we, uh probably vampires the okay. band that you know i did the stuff in yeah we were uh for okay so we made our first record ourselves which in hindsight is still the best thing we did cool and then it was like okay we started making money and getting attention stuff and we were advised by people who knew things that we should actually instead of like we we were actually thinking about working with john elvin yeah because he was my friend and then we were advised to go with like a famous person right and so we were introduced to brian deck and we met we went and met him and like had coffee with him or whatever who i mean he to like uh, i still i mean he's still like he owns a studio and he's like a pretty famous musician and mm-hmm. stuff but he's not like you know he's not like freaking he he would open max some doors. martin or something sure. but it's still either way yeah he was a he was a he was a big name at the time that people were working with anyways he it was decided that he was going to come and 
two were we practiced in our lead singer's basement in his parent of his parents' house, and he was going to come and like to see if we if he like liked our new songs that we wrote. He was going to come and listen to us play them in the basement. That and used to be like the way to do. We things. did that, and it was did it go was well? Super, yeah, yeah. We wanted to make a record together, but like it's it's I don't I don't really like how that record turned out so much. But it that was kind of the way. I mean, even from I mean, this was probably when that happened with the Kiss thing. I think in this film, I think that was like the mid seventies, probably. So Kiss was like big, but they weren't like. You know, nineteen. What was the year that that fucking movie came out? Oh my! Seventy-eight. My favorite, my favorite rock and roll movie of all time. Of all time now, right? No question. It's so good. I want to watch it. I want to get the movie poster tattooed um, on my back. But anyways, yeah. So I think that was the way to do things, and that carried over well until the late two, the late two aughts, the late. I guess so. I don't know why wouldn't. I guess you could still do that unless you've you got could. Elk Live. You could do some. You could do a live jam. You could do it with Elk Live. So okay, so t- the, I want to hear about the the, oh, the, yeah. the gear that this band uses in their band. Yeah. So the gear I noticed right off the bat, SG Classic mm. on guitar and um, so P nineties. Yes, I, I believe so. Red. It didn't have the blocks, so I, I assumed it was. Uh, I couldn't dot really bomb, tell. Yeah. Dot and binding. It had dots. Yeah. So Something like mine. Yeah. Exactly. And then um, the bass was uh, Rickenbacker. So Ooh, they, that, fit the, dude, they fit the they fit the look. That backer never replied to me. Oh, I was going to ask you how that went. No reply. You know, actually, I was thinking of that as I opened this. I was like, I wonder about the Rick and mm, Me too. No reply. I'm gonna. I'm gonna not interested. I again. thought he wanted trades. Not even to give me a no. No thanks, bud. What is the? Because even to say like, maybe do you want to sell your shit? Maybe okay. Maybe this person who offered me trades also has cash, which I happen to have plenty of right now because I've been selling stupid stuff like Legos. Oh, dude, I sold that TV yesterday. Oh, congrats! Thanks. Yeah. Did you put it back up on Facebook? I all I, so I when I posted it, it went to like the main marketplace and then a couple other buy sell groups that I'm a part of. Yeah. I removed it from that. I just deleted it from that one specific smaller one where I got flamed so hard. Dude. But you, they, you had no I right to get flamed. So fucking hard. Dude, fuck that. I I significantly dropped the price and because I just wanted to get rid of it. I was like, I dealing. It turns out, man. And I'm sorry to sidetrack Dave's doc so. No, hard, no, please. But I have this to is a say, podcast. I, I'm I'm. I'm publicizing this to the world right now. I'm okay. getting it in, in digital writing Let's locally that I will never sell a television on the internet again. <laughs> what What do you mean? I mean, aside it from sucks, aside dude. from like people obviously getting pissed about what you're asking, which is you could ask 150 bucks and people would have got pissed off. Right now, the only one for sale on the internet, mind you, is on eBay, and it is for parts only because yeah. it is broken and it is 150. Yeah, and yours was fine. I had. Mine had a I to, it had, you a, had slight a slight issue, uh, lighting issue, a right? slight one of the one of the strips of LEDs, which you can't. Most people would look at the TV and couldn't even notice it. Yeah, it drove me fucking. When crazy. I've seen it when I'm over here, I was like, it looked fine to me. Unless it's like you're literally in a pitch in, black. A, in heaven with a, a no no only white. It's oh. only a problem with super bright. So oh, really? like when it was like a like heaven like super white, you could see like a duller square in a white room with. But black like the curtains. TV still worked perfectly fine otherwise, and that TV has. Apple AirPlay and Google's Google Cat Chromecast built into it. It's like right. it's a badass 4K TV, 55 inch. I put it up for 300 bucks. I think that's a good deal. And honestly, if I, I was looking so for a TV, I would have fucking With bought it. Two from remote you. controls because they sent me one extra one and the original box, dude. Because I freaking keep the box. You keep the box. So anyways, and I know you take good care of your shit. I got too. flamed super hard, and because Fuck of that, man. other people started piling on, and I was just uh, like, you know, pissed in the they pool. They just drove you out of the poison in the well. I was like, they I'm, rode you, you right you out of town, trolls, right out of town. And well, and the one at the when I finally when I finally was like, hey, listen, you the guy, the one guy posted screenshots. He's like, why would someone? buy for three hundred dollars a, a broken and they kept referring to it as broken tv because you mentioned the the defect it yeah had. although i also have it's like pictures it had a fucking crack going through the screen it made it very clear via photos and otherwise that they're everything's gravy otherwise you know like good fi- good working pictures right he put up posted screenshots why would i why would i pay 300 for a new one or for an old one an old broken one when the new one i can get right now for three hundred dollars or a new one I can get for three hundred. And first of all, it was a fifty inch, mine's fifty five, that was on sale for three hundred dollars, and also is of the Vizio V series. The wrong model, yeah. And mine is the Vizio P series, the highest model at the time. So it was like a much fancier TV, you know. And I pointed that out, and he was like, "Oh well, good. Thanks for some actual information instead of the sarcasm and snark." I was like, "Dude, look at how you just." I, now, I didn't did you get this. a little snarky? Because I. Well, what happened was he goes, 
not to be a jerk or anything, but and then and but I but like why would I do this? And I said not to be a jerk or anything. You don't have that's to. the V series. This is the P series, and it's not broken. But also, fuck that guy. He didn't want to buy it in the first place. He just wanted to shit on your price. No, he wanted to buy it for like a hundred bucks. What? You know, he wa- that's what I'm saying. No, he, didn't give, he never a gave me a price. Five inch TV for a hundred bucks. Either way, four K smart. Here's TV. the thing, dude. I actually think that you're welcome to your opinion on that, and that's yeah. fine. And if I had my opinion on that, I would either do one of two things. Keep it to myself and shove it up my fucking butthole where it belongs. Yeah. Or two, private direct message the seller, right. which you can very easily do and say, hey, I think you're a ding dong. Why don't you price this correctly? Instead of putting comments publicly so that now everyone else sees it. And then and then he goes, oh, well, you know, actually extra comments uh, increases visibility. So I'm actually doing you a favor. It's like, yeah, yeah you're maybe shitting- now a bunch of people are going to see me getting flamed yeah, and, and like getting ha-has now and shit. Yeah, I, I will say, man, I follow a lot of like buy-sell groups because yeah. it's, it's fun. And I was saying last week before I got randied that you can find good deals on Facebook, like with gear at mm-hmm. least, you know, I, I think it's better than Reverb because Reverb- they reverb kind of sells you at what the market's at where sometimes Facebook people just want to get rid of shit. Um, that being said, there's not a single item I've ever seen, especially if it's a vintage guitar that somebody wants a lot of money for where there's not a thread of people shitting on the price. Mm-hmm. I mean, this goes back a year when yeah. I was looking at some girl, some girl was trying to sell her dad's gold top Les Paul. Oh, it was a 68. It was like a later one. And she wanted to sell it for like, oh, 60 Les Paul it was awesome. Dude. It was so awesome. And she wanted like, I don't know, she put it at like 50 grand, which is probably high. I don't know. But the point is like, you're allowed to negotiate these things. You can message the person and be like, hey, this is actually worth this. You don't have to be a dick. They It got to the point where they had to close the comments because this poor girl who doesn't play guitar was trying to sell her fucking dad or uncle's guitar. God, and like, everybody's been such a dick. I hate Facebook so much. I hate dude. it. Fucking but, hate Facebook. So, so I'm not surprised that, dude, like I said, you could have put it up. If you would have put it up for 50 bucks somebody would have found a reason to like yeah, get pissed off about right. it. So that's just, that's just the way. Well, okay. It. So I mean, whatever the, the long and short of it is I sold it for a bit cheaper than yeah. I wanted to. And even that guy tried to sort of like lowball me when he got here. And I was just like, absolutely not. Yeah. We agreed on, we price. already agreed on a price. We left it at that. I'm uh, glad you sold it. It's gone and out of my life and I'm happy. I it's sold a nice it TV. Too. You could have just put it in your room or something. I guess you don't really need I don't want to, I don't like there. having a TV in my room. Yeah. So I'm weird about that. That's fine. I'm so sorry to have so deeply derailed. No, I mean, I thought this was a doc is here. I thought this was an open forum for conversation. But, you know, usually I try to keep it out of uh, out of the doc of Dave because I love Dave's doc. We did go into like the Rickenbacker. The Rickenbacker. And I want to talk about this for a second because I sent you a Burgundy Rickenbacker Mm. 78. I think it was. And um, somebody actually sent that to me first. And I'm like, well, I'm not buying this. So I sent it to you because I and the guy said open to trades, which I was because like, I'm a ding dong and I make stupid decisions a lot. Of well, times. I, no, it's a great base. You it's know? a great base. Like, and please I could, don't. If you trade the P base, I'll be well, very, the, if very I upset. if I the only way that I could justify that is if I then immediately went and turned around and sold like four things. Right. Yeah. But I thought a trade for the SVT would have been a fair straight up trade for that. In my opinion, I think the I think that Rickenbacker. I mean, it's uh, according to the market. Yes, I think I agree with you. According to like real life, I think the Rickenbacker is worth more. I think we want Rickenbackers to be worth more, but they're just mm, not. Wow. Uh, okay. Maybe maybe that's where maybe that's where I'm gonna I'm, I'm wrong. Put my foot down. Yeah. Um. I, I, I'm just speaking from experience. The Rickenbacker I had at a 75. I bought it for like 1350. I could that not. Was, but that wasn't the golden era of it being was able 20, to do that. It was 2018. Yeah, that was a long. That was I know. Pre, it was like four fucking years. the shit, bro. Ago. But my point is, I could not. I had that thing listed for. I was trying to make a thousand bucks off it. I was like twenty three hundred. Mm-hmm. This thing will sell so fast. You go on, go on Reverb. You'll see Rickenbackers for thirty five hundred. Yeah, right. Four thousand bucks. I'm not nobody touched it. It was crazy. Hmm. I had it on Reverb and uh, eBay. Nobody wanted to deal Dang. with it. And it, I had. I thought maybe it was my listing. My, maybe my listing sucked. I had real photos of it. I don't know. Um, point is, I don't think they're worth worth as much as people want them to be worth. And I think this guy's going to be seriously disappointed if he tries to get like 3500 bucks for that it's burgundy you don't see see that that's the cliff burton color Mm. oh you could turn it into you could hack it up i didn't realize that you shouldn't have told me that (laughs) yesterday was his birthday i know i know all right now i want it even harder i'm as soon as you and i are done 
Jabber Dickin. I'm Maybe going follow to email up. that fucking guy and be like, yo, what's up? Because if not, like that, if not, then I'm going to put, because I've already taken photos of the SVT and stuff. I'm going to yeah. put the pedal of the metal and try to sell it. So Just I can be like, maybe like throw some cash I mean, look, it. I'm guessing the guy said like, I've had it for 44 years. He's probably an old man. He doesn't want an SVT that weighs a hundred pounds. I'm he just did guessing. say that he has had it for a long time. I'm just guessing, like that's because he, he said he had it for like I think he was the first owner or something. Um, that's a really good point, man. Yeah, I just thought of that now. But like, you might as well ask. I mean, maybe he thinks you know. Again, like the SVT, it's like another thing. It's like, are those worth three thousand dollars? And I want to put, I want to get it and put tape ones on it. Yeah, but then you're gonna put it in your wacky tuning. It's gonna be all. It's true. All like weed metal. <laughs> All right, let, at least give us a little rating. We've got to close out Dave's doc. Yeah, we do. Um, I was just trying to see. We've if gone so far off the rails. Yeah, about. I mean, I feel like there must have been something. No, it was, it was a fucking. It was a band that sh- shed upon all their chances to have. They did, fame. and it's it's. I would say half the film is kind of like a almost like one of those intervention episodes where like the guy's like doing crack still. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you're like it's. It's one of those things because like he lives with his mom and dad who are like in their 80s and like he's just he just lays on their couch and just trips out all day on drugs. Like it's mm. it's wild. So a lot of it's like if you don't like that kind of like watching people do drugs thing, that was a little hard yeah. to get through because I'm like I felt bad that I was like there this, there's no getting this guy to be back in this band. He's, mad at he's still like he wants to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all this stuff, which arguably maybe they do have some point. Oh, and he's never had the same band. It's been all different people mm. in his band. So, so he writes all the songs? They didn't really talk about that, and I was curious about mm-hmm. that. But at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, they do do a show, and it fucking rocks, and he's like, he seems to be off the drugs, mm. and he Hell rocks yeah. it, oh. and uh, so it kind of turns around a little bit. So That's amazing. It's but good. So do you like the music? You like the mu- you like your, I did, because yeah. it wasn't... It wasn't like as doomy as like like the vocals weren't as doomy as like some of the current stuff, you okay. know. He still had like Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like the, the music was. The music was super like detuned and like all that, but it was very almost like thin lizzy kind of like vocalish huh. style. So I appreciated that. Um, but they're called pentagram, so is it is, is it like sort the, of demonic and stuff? Yeah. In tone? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's it's heavy. Yeah. But it's not as heavy as like the shit. It's like Sabbath. Yeah. You know, like when Sabbath came out and was heavy, people were like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. It was like that along those lines. Hmm. But a little catchier. Yeah. I want to get some of the records. Like I, I definitely enjoyed listening to the songs that they played. There wasn't enough of the music in the film. I would mm. say that kind of bummed me out. I, they had the rights to it. Like yeah. they played full songs, but just not enough of it. I mean, apparently they have this huge catalog. So the last thing I'll say about it is the the, the movie kind of revolves around this. Um, he kind of has his own indie label and he's like friends. He's this younger guy. He's like our age at the time who's friends with this guy and he's trying to get him like a deal. So the movie is almost more about this friend trying to help somebody huh. through the whole film. So that's kind of nice. And it's also frustrating, too, because the guy's like a total fucking drug addict. Yeah. Um, but, but it was, he sees it was the a, potential. And he his, sees the potential, and he's like a huge fan of the band. He's just a general music nerd, like huge record collection and all this stuff. All right, man, give it to us. What? Are, how many five-pointed stars uh, out of ten? Yeah, I mean, I would say uh, it's a good doc. It's the story of a friend trying to lift another and stay away from drugs. Hmm. It's not so much the history of the band, but an overall good story. All right. I give it six out of ten. Six out of ten? Pentagrams. Yeah. So, And also, I, I was actually really curious, though, if you'd ever heard of the band, because... You're kind of, you know, you're deep in like some of the nerdy, nerdier stuff. Nerdier stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely heard of them. But definitely, you know, I've yeah. heard a song or two. I've never like spent time listening listen to their It's worth watching. Yeah, it's worth watching. I'm gonna, I'll give it a listen. Yeah. Give us a, give us the name one more time. Oh, yeah. Ding Dongs from the Ding Dongs and ding the Ding Dong, dong Factory. Uh, <laughs> why is, oh, yeah, my thing's not working because I have a mic my in my face. thing's not working because it's in my face. It's called Last Days That's Here. That's what she said. Last Days Here. Last Days Here. You can get on Hulu. Hulu and YouTube. Boom! Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Great one. Great. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little hint at something. I want to keep that phone near because we might need it a little, a little bit later. That's right but there. Before we do, let's get a little future gear because there's some stuff that came out. I'll be honest. Is there new stuff? <coughs> Dude, there's new stuff every week. I mean, if I you look it. hard enough, that's what enough, keeps us going, man. I will be I will be honest. Until like just before go time, I I had th- felt that it was a little light on the new gear week, but I did find a couple things that are, are pretty exciting. You and talk new, new gear, old gear. I mean, you name it. But know. it's you know you know I like to keep up with the future gear. You know how I am. And this was exciting to me because we haven't really talked about much recording stuff in a minute. But this is some exciting recording stuff that I want to talk about because Austrian 
maker, Lewitt. Do you know Lewitt mics? Lewitt no. microphones? L E W I T T. Has unveiled the new LCT1040 microphone system, which is, as they describe it, the perfect centerpiece to any recordist's studio. Well, that's a big claim. <sighs> Let me tell you more about it and see if <laughs> they right, can buddy. substantiate that claim. Well, it's a microphone that comes with a preamp. Okay. Which is... You mean built in or like an external? An external preamp. Okay, sure. But it, to call it that is is a bit okay. reductive, Dave. Because what it is, is it's a, the microphone itself is, uh, it is a microphone, I will say that. But it looks kind of like something like if... I the Honestly, the best way that I can describe it is if a, a supercar maker made a microphone. Whoa. You know, like sort of like the a... The McLaren of microphones? Less McLaren. I would say more Lamborghini with some sharp lines. Ooh. And like the Aventador, or something so it has like a that. look to it. Oh, it has a look. And so the microphone itself is front address. It's a it's a big boy, and it has a tube in the middle. Mm -hmm. And the tube is behind a piece of glass, so you can see it. And it's oh, got cool. the it's sort almost kind of looks honestly. If we're gonna nerd a little bit, it almost kind of looks like the rear bay of like like went for like a mid engine yeah. supercar. It kind of with the, with the tube behind it. It kind of looks like, like that, that in some ways. Yeah, that's cool. And then it has its own proprietary. Uh, pop filter that pops on it and that looks like it's it's also that and like the actual shock mount itself looks like it, it's dude there's like carbon fiber i gotta on it see and this stuff. thing man it really genuinely to me looks like they're trying to make a supercar wow so this is the microphone itself but then that connects to the preamp system which is you know often like the microphones need a power supply mm -hmm. big two mics need a power supply but this is different because it has all sorts of stuff going on with it and like features and uh, you can have four distinct all and it, so it's this is all tube obviously we were talking about that already there's a tube sitting in the middle of the microphone it has four distinct all analog tube characteristics that you can select clear warm dark and saturated that just like change the nature of the microphone itself and then also you can change a sweepable polar pattern, which isn't that crazy for a microphone, Still you know, cool. from it's like cardioid to ribbonate, yeah. etc. But here's a pretty cool thing about it that I haven't seen before. So normally when you plug a tube microphone or like a big large diaphragm microphone like that into mm -hmm. its power source, into its preamp, right. and it like even my that warm audio, it has on there, it has no. a selectable uh, polar patterns and yeah. stuff like that. But here's the thing: you've got to select that. Usually, like that preamp is sitting near the vocalist, like it's the like the cable yeah, it's like it's on not the floor that long. It's on the right. floor, so you've got to like, all right, well, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I'll I'll try. I know that I like cardioid, so I'm gonna stick it on there. But you can't really like change it. This thing has a remote essentially, so it, cool. it, it's it's crazy, dude. It's I've never seen anything like this. It the microphone still plugs into this preamp, but then on top of it, where all the knobs are it lifts off it like detaches and then you can bring that with you really? into the control room and then it like if you you just basically have to set like, send like another mic signal to and so from it has it. like buttons on it and stuff and you just take it all off. the buttons all the stuff all the buttons for it come off that's fucking and then you awesome. bring that with you into the control room and then via you basically like patch it in with another mic cable right and then now you like from your sweet spot where you're listening and so making you can decisions just do it on the fly you can do it like and so while the vocal instead of like having to set up a bunch of different microphones and try a bunch yeah. of th different polar patterns you can just sit there and like okay i'm going to try the different polar pattern right in right in the sweet spot sitting position all right i'm going to try the different the four different tube characteristics for the preamp right here sitting nice. in this position so i love that it's a pretty neat idea um, i'll say it's especially good if like you know if you're doing home recording like if you're by yourself you don't have somebody to like work all the knobs for oh that's a good point like i didn't even think about that i mean because it's really super convenient in like a pro studio where there's like you know there's someone sitting in a separate yeah. room from the vocalist but you could even well. do it yourself you could super do it without yourself. bending Dude, over a, and being like oh, I gotta oh my god that get mean, down there. i didn't i didn't think i wanted it as much as i do now uh what are we talking price-wise here or something like well this? this is like i said it's this is something state where of the art technology state of the art technology and lewitt in general not cheap. I'll say this. No, no. Actually, they're they make high, very high quality microphones for very reasonable prices. Nice. And so I think if you know the Neumanns of the world, etc., made this, it would be substantially more expensive. That said, this is still not cheap. Mm -hmm. This comes in at a cool, uh, and it'll be available. Will be available February sixteenth uh, as of recording for thirty thousand four hundred ninety nine USD. Okay. Well, I'd expect it to be a great microphone at that price point. I mean, that's uh, 
I watched excellent. a bunch of demos. You yeah. know how it is. We, we always talk about it on this show. With gear like that, you're going to have, have to demos. get it and try it out. Yeah. But the demos uh, I did make it sound really versatile and yeah. interesting. And the song got kind of, that they recorded kind of got stuck in my head a little bit. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. as a bonus. But, it, man, I haven't been excited about a large diaphragm vocal mic yeah. in a minute. And whew, if I could sing into a freaking supercar's tailpipe. Get one, get one for just the podcast at least. We could just bolt for two of them, go Come stereo, and then, us, we, uh, and then we could just sit there in real time and tweak our 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 saturation. We'd just be playing with it levels. the entire episode. Oh, oh. Imagine doing like Dave's dog playing with what? I mean, with those sweatpants on. With, hey, I wore the gray sweats for you. For me, I've got like a dark gray. They're, they're like not quite charcoal. as charcoal. I mean, there's still ding dongs in there. Pretty bunched up over there, dude. I got to do something that sort of goofy for for a podcast host to do, and that is plug another gear podcasts gear okay because the tone mob podcast have recently partnered up with big ear pedals who make dope pedals i should say and they together crafted a new fuzz pedal which in itself is cool i i support any if we especially if we ever do it finally someday we've talked to some pedal makers and it's never happened uh make our own signature gear i support any gear podcast being able to do that but they actually took it to the next level really i've got i have to give it up man it's called the slice of pie and it's a fuzz pedal as i said and it it comes it is a it is it is a fuzz pedal in a slice pizza slice shaped stomp box no it's not yes it is i love that one switch three like little micro knobs on the top so it doesn't like obscure the face and it is just they've made it look like a piece of pizza it's a photo and it's either a slice of cheese or a slice of roni oh it's got to be ronies bro and it's not just that because they really, I've, dude, they really went far and beyond anything they need to do. The box, it comes with like a pizza chef's hat. It comes with Cute. like the men, like the, it looks like a pizza menu. I love that. It's like, it's got like a box, like a, you know, they've cutely replaced the uh, red pepper flakes with something. Uh, the manuals and it's the a style whole gift of a takeout box menu. Kind of yeah, it's a it's a pizza pedal box, dude. It's just like gift box. Who's the company they've teamed up with? For? Big Ear Pedals. Who make you? I don't. You might not know their name, but I Mm-mm. bet if you saw the pedal, because they have a very delightful, I should say, distinct graphic design style on their pedals. Yeah. I bet you'd be like, oh yeah, I've seen those. Cool. Those are the I like. They're clean. They're really nice. They're nice, yeah. man. Oh, that's fucking awesome. And so there was a demo and whatever, but uh, you know, uh-huh. I want to do one now. I know pizza pedal. Man. <laughs> I want to do a, a hot dog one. Oh, the Chicago dog. Yeah, dude. How would we, how, the bun, how, like a dog I don't know. Bun? You can't do like a, it would just rock back and forth like it's round, like a hot dog. And oh, just my kinda, God. No, I, mean, I don't know how you could, do it. We could, could you do a long that, tube one like that? Do they have a, a pedal that's shaped like a capsule almost? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Like an old like, but it's flat color on the bottom. sound, uh, the old color sound pedals. Yeah. And it's flat on the bottom. Dude, and then you we could knobs totally on the top, make that a hot dog. And then you just paint it like a hot dog. Chicago dog. What would our pedal be, though? I don't know. I mean, because fuzz, I mean, fuzz obviously like, we love fuzz. That's the go-to. But but since I am mostly a guitar player and you're mostly a bass player, I feel like whatever we make should ha- be able to work for both of those things. It depends on what Which you is do. hard to do. One pedal, like some pedals, I mean, that work great, but, but like to design something that specifically works for both is not uh, an easy feat, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, you could always just do like a cool delay or something like that. It would always be fun. Mm. You know? Maybe a modular delay. We do put delay on that's what it could be it could be modeled after the, the delay that we i put on my voice every week when i yell dave's docs or i did on your That'd voice be funny. when you yelled dave's docs when i we, like that so that's that man i gotta say i've like i i'm pretty jealous but i'm well prou- i'm proud that the gear the gear community is doing cool stuff chicago stomp works if you guys are out there listening to this or I mean, we might have. A we might have. I mean, we've. Ta- I've taught. I. I gave him. I. I actually designed my perfect bass fuzz pedal in my mind and pitched it to him, and he was kind of like, Meh. "Well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing with a pedal, though. You've got to. You've got to look at your your output. Like, how many are you going to make? How many are you going to sell? What's it going to cost? What are you going to sell? You know that that whole business aspect of it. You know, hmm. is always tough. I that think. is always tough. Like how many of these do you think? I mean, they have to be a limited edition, I'm assuming. And it's not this. Yeah, it's like you have to. They're not the box that they have them in is not something you can just buy. Like they definitely yeah. have to have that. You shit have to made, make it, or know? somebody's folding it literally with their. No, hands. and I'm not saying the. I'm not saying like the outside box. I'm saying oh, like the yeah. pedal enclosure. Like the <laughs> I was steel, thinking of a pizza box. The steel enclosure itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like it's yeah. it's it's very ad hoc. Yeah. Right, because you can go buy a you know. Uh, a ton of like just little steel boxes or something. Exactly, like all, yeah. all day, every day. I've got a I've got a bin full of them. Got a few room if you want right some. Yeah, I do. 
Uh, I like it, man. Yeah, me too. Uh, I couldn't find a price, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about one more piece of gear because I had it on last week and it didn't make it, but it's it's just I just think it's a cool guitar and I wanted to give a little shout out, but it's also I don't know. We'll see how it happens. So, uh, Epiphone Guitars announced a new Joan Jett signature guitar. Okay. To celebrate the 40th anniversary of Bad Reputation. And I just watched the Runaways the other day. You so did. There you go. And uh, I wanted to mention it's a single Power Hammer Pro humbucker wired to a single CTS volume pot. It's just got one knob. What's the body shape? Uh, it's a junior. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And uh, it's got a unique kill switch on there. That mutes and unmutes a guitar. And it, is a re- uh, it has a reproduction of Jones autograph on the rear of the classic Olympic special headstock, along with custom Joan Jet. Oh, you know what? It's not a junior. It's a Melody Maker. Oh, oh nice. I'm a dum-dums. That's all right. I didn't put that anywhere it's in close. here, but now that I'm thinking about yeah. it, it's definitely a, a Melody Maker. Um, but it also comes with some Joan Jet stickers, trigger warning, uh, and a custom <laughs> premium gig bag. Uh, and it's Epiphone, so you know it's like yeah. it's, a, it's an affordable, awesome guitar. Sub five hundred dollars, I would. Five forty nine. There you go. But I've got a. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull up a picture on here really fast yeah, because I, w- I want to talk about it just for one it. second because, well, you'll see. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna say anything else until I get to the picture. This is the part of the show where I'm like, I wish I could see a picture. Oh, and here it is. Take it closer. I want you to do me a favor of looking at the headstock. Oh. So they did like the um the Melody Maker headstock, but with like a with like the the way they call that the open book well, face or something. Uh, so you're talking about the Gibson open book headstock. Yeah, because it, it has like two humps at well, the top. Yeah, those humps, I mean that's a... to me, when I look at it, Dave, it's got a little butt. It's got it. It's got a butt headstock. Those lovely it's lady, a butthead. the lady lumps. I I don't know if those are boobs. Uh, to me, it looks like to me. I think that's a butt. I see a, a little butt up on the top of the headstock. It's a cool guitar. I so that's the kill switch down at the bottom there. Yeah. What kind of uh, pickup is that? Just a it's like some power pro bridge situation, something or other. I, you know, but the headstock my, looks like it has a little butt on the top. Yeah, to me and it kind of makes me feel a little weird. Epiphone hasn't done that really. I mean, they've done like the Les Paul ones. You know, I think it's to your point. I think what you did is it's the Melody Maker headstock, and then it's like that it's, weird like it fat humps that the Epiphone headstock had, yeah. used to have on like the Sheridans and the dots yep. and stuff. It feels like it they has like that weird fat a hybrid of it's that. got a it's got a thick booty headstock, but it's up skinny on top. too. So but it's, it's skinny. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, so um, I'm, that because that does not look like her original guitar. That, no, that's weird. Well, that was what I thought was funny about that that movie we talked about um she's playing a dan electro through like the whole or not is it a dan oh silvertone through like the whole thing that's right yeah um she she got the junior later right i think that was later in the career the melody maker or was a melody maker Mm -hmm. right is it what's the difference they're both they're both short scale right not necessarily there were short scale melody makers there were more short scale melody makers than not but there were more i think there were more long regular scale juniors than not okay there were there were short scale juniors that those do exist yeah the main difference other than the scale is that the melody maker body they're both skinnier bodies than like a standard guitar yeah, but the melody right. maker body is skinnier and it's they were always a double cutaway that like with those sort of like weird though in that picture that you saw like the rounded cuts the special or the um the other juniors there was a single cut junior that was just like a just like the les paul outline mm-hmm. that was the main one the single cut and then there was the double cut that look the that junior became that yeah. was just like the, the sg body it was right. like with the bevels that's and the, the uh rounded. Uh, the new york dolls style like yeah yeah the dual cut dual cut with the not, p90 oh no, yeah not that well there was an sg junior as well it, it's it's all it's very, very complicated. complicated yeah yeah all right so, um yeah i mean the guitar is cool honestly when i looked at it though i'm like i don't want to shit on epiphone because i think they're doing great things and i think it's good to introduce people to an affordable guitar it kind of reminds me of those those really cheap ones that you can get for like a hundred bucks. The yeah, like the right, little juniors the they sell, like the something. one pickup yeah. and stuff. And you're like, eh. I bet it's I, it's I I bet it's higher quality than that. I really went I went with Russ one time uh, to go pick one up from Craigslist because he just wanted an electric guitar just to mm-hmm. have in his house. Sixty bucks. Yeah, we, we bought that guitar. Hell yeah, and it was fine. Kind of like that fifty dollar Silvertone. Yeah. Uh, Sears Roebuck Japanese. Dude, cheap guitars are. Or there's something about cheap guitars. There's also something about what's your threshold. What is it like 50, 75 bucks where you're like, I'll buy. I just go. Well, I just also say like worth 50. I won't sell. Yeah. I would never sell a guitar for that cheap because you might as well just keep it it. unless you're really hard up. But like, 
I don't know. Dude, what? speaking of hard up, I cannot wait to transition into the final segment. Well, let's today. get it. On, let's get it on, man. Okay, I created another little scenario for us for a little game did to you? play. Yeah, I did. I love it, Dave. You've had a catastrophic year catastrophe, and it is freaking gig day. Oh no, we'll say. Well, how about this? We'll say gig month. You've okay. got a gig this month, and you a live gig, and you have had a catastrophic year catastrophe. Everything burned up in my practice space. Yeah. Okay. Bummer. And you need to replace your entire live rig. But here's the thing. The insurance company, because you're smartly, wisely insured. I am actually. Is like, we'll replace it, but only if during your podcast right now, you can find direct replacements for oh, shit. your live rig. So what our gear, our challenge, Dave, is we're going to try to replace a live rig on what's currently available on Reverb or So eBay there's not really like a price right thing? Now. No price thing. Just like you right you've lost here's here's what we're going to do. Okay. I'm going to do two guitars, a pedal board, a few pedals and uh how, we'll we'll say this. Two guitars, three pedal two guitars, three pedals and an amp and cabinet. And you have to try to get as close as you possibly can to your like main one of those. With what's available on Reverb, eBay, and Craigslist right now. Dang. Well, I mean, I'm going to have a hard time, bro. You've got to... So, I thought about this already. Because my, my amp setup is pretty rare. Mine, too. Yeah. And I, ha- I haven't looked. Well, what is your gig amp? I would say we the probably Balthazar. talk about that first. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about first. We're going to define the target. So... Obviously, gonna, you're not going to find say, a Balthazar on Reverb. I don't know. That's I'm not sure. That's why I've got. I'm not. If I if if I don't, I might have to look Get for closest. a Selmer or a Marshall right. or something. I so well, that's yesterday. the point. That's the point of this. <laughs> okay. So two guitars. I'm going to do the Les Paul and the 335. Right. And so, geez, I gotta remember what years they are. 78. 78 Les Paul, Les Paul right? custom, and uh, in black and a uh, 74. ES-335 in Sunburst, or well, what vintage Sunburst, whatever they called it at the time, natural Sunburst or some right. shit like that. So it has to be the same color? I'm gonna tr- That's what we've got to aim for. Okay. We're going cl- to see how close we can get Okay, is the point. So those two guitars, and then I'm going to do the Balthazar amp, and I, and I use it through a, a trainer 2x12 cabinet. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find that or not, but something with vintage 30s like my cabinet. Right. And then uh, what did I say? Three pedals. So then pedals, I've got to find a harmonic percolator. <laughs> Uh, I've got a shit. I've got to cut my rig down to the three pedals. Well, that's I mean, that's why I asked you first because I'm yeah. like, what what would you actually gig with? I like, because like the VT40 for me would just be like the go to for a gig. The, the, no, it's the Balthazar in okay. the, in a cab, and then so the it's harmonic percolator. Anymore. Yeah, I know it's in the. I other was just room. Po- you were pointing, and I was like, oh. no, I'm looking the pedal boards over there. Oh. Uh, the harmonic percolator. I'll say a whammy pedal, and I need a delay of some sort. So um, yeah. What do I have on there right now? I've got the I'm I'm gonna go with the, the DOD delay, the DOD analog delay because I'm the you dodd father. father, dude. Okay, so that's all I've got to replace. And then now, what what's your rig that you're gonna have to replace? And this is we're gonna have to simplify because I know that you're some of the mutt nature of things. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I guess I mean it would. I guess I have to look for a 62 P bass and a 62 jazz bass. Like if we're doing two guitars. Yeah. And then because well, that's the thing. So like, is the neck, the bass, or the body? Which I would say the neck. Okay. So to me. Fuck all this, like, oh, I've got a 61 body and yeah. everything else is replaced. It's not a 61. Mighty anymore, might dude. neck or some shit. No offense to people who might have. Okay. All right. So that. that's what you, that's what you've got to find. So it has to at least have a 62 neck mm-hmm. um, for both bases. And then. And it would be super dope if you could. Like, I mean, yeah, we'll, that, we'll stick with that if we find a 62. But, but a if refin, you could find something that had a refin or yeah. like a. Well, well, it would. Yeah. I mean, because, right? yeah, realistically, like a mint one, I'm not, you know, insurance ain't going to give me like 60. Well, we'll grand. see. I mean, this is, we're going to get as close as we can get. That's, but the, the cab's going to be hard because Mills cabs, like, yep. barely exist. Mm-hmm. And then I have a um, solid state Mark Base R500. Mm hmm. Which I think Mark, solid state Mark bases are all over the place, but like R five hundreds are might not, not be, yeah, no. So that's going to be tricky. And then pedals, too. and then pedal, I would have to do. Well, does tuner? We don't have to. Do no, tuner. I didn't do it. Tuner. Yeah, fuck that. Um, I just I only need, I really only need one. I think I would. I no, would, three pedals. Three pedals. Uh, I would replace the gray spec, which I just got yep. from Chicago Stompworks. Shout out Chicago Stompworks and uh, the Fuzz God. Oh, two fuzzies. Yeah, I mean, why not? Um. And maybe, then I don't know what the, maybe the microsynth. I would say microsynth yeah. just because I don't even know how to find that meridian. 
Oh like, yeah, there is no. That's the one of one. Yeah, that's like <laughs> I don't even know what that thing does. Uh, I still okay, played so it the other night. You gotta get two like, fucking ridiculous, dude. Your rig is gonna be so much more expensive than mine to replace. So so how do so how do we want to play? Like, do we just find links and just like I think I'm just gonna thing? I think I might just I think I'm just gonna take some screenshots probably. Okay, you know? let's do that. So we've got to find two guitars, three pedals, and then a, a head and a cab. Perfect. And then I mean, fuck all the cables and all that stuff. Although no. I mean, I I do use very specific. We cables, use tone so tubes. Well, that's just, I, I wish I could say that that's fully true. I, I use half tone tubes, half I use divine, gel. divine noise, I believe. Divine called. noise, yeah. yeah. Great cables. Um, Great cables. But fuck all that. We're not going to go look for cables. Two right guitars. Now. That's boring. Three pedals, right. a head and a cab. All right. How did we do? How did you feel about the experience overall? Uh, it was nerve wracking. Uh, nothing will ever be as cool as what I. Okay. Had. So you feel, do you, but do you feel, is you feel really good about your stuff? I. I don't know. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> I mean, you feel about, I mean, your stuff that you have right now. Yes. My current gear situation. Yeah. I'm more than happy with. Okay. Um, but I had to, I had to pull. A, Let's a, pull up some screenshots. What'd you find? Some, some, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. We'll go back and forth per item. All right. Do you want to do guitars first? Let's start with some guitars. Uh, what did you find first? Well, I think this is what did fair. You go, did you try to find a, a P base first? Yeah. I think this is fair because it's a, it's a technically a, 1960 precision base so there weren't 62s available no there were there were like mint condition ones but mm -hmm. i wanted to find a refin okay yeah um so this was a 60 refin which mm -hmm. is a, it's a slab board which is what i have so it's basically 60 to 62 as long as it's slab was identical. okay cool uh, I agree with this so, far. so far i support this i guess i don't really have photos but this is thirteen thousand dollars Oh, look at that beautiful. It's it's, kind of, it's a slightly rony guard, but I mean it's original. That's so. original. It's like it's like that orange when it ages really far. Dude, 13 grand. 13 grand. It's a burgundy refin, which I'm not happy with that color, but like obviously I'd fucking play the shit out of that. Good okay. kind of black one. That, I thought that I think that's a beautiful instrument, yeah, it's but awesome. it's it's yeah. a little alarming to see that's how much you're going to have to spend to get close to Yeah. Well, it doesn't I couldn't even find one with the route for the single coil, so I would just be going straight P base on that thing true oh that's that's true i know it was hard to find so i guess yeah to, to be true to be fair if something with a route would probably be cheaper right yes absolutely probably like almost half as much oh really yeah so yeah so that so like seven or eight and yeah seven or eight grand this yeah. was 13 five right. basically with shipping damn dude that's a fucking sweet base pretty sweet all right what'd you find 70 less paul I, first one i went for a less paul um well so there's got to be tons of less i mean there was the only one definite 1978 Les Paul Custom, but it was a natural finish. Right. Blonde Beauty with maple kind of cool. Ooh, but this was not the same. So I found another one that could be a 78 or a 79, so close enough. Yeah. Uh, on sale from 6000 down to 5250 It's a Black Beauty. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm watching that one. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah, I sure am, dude. So um, that's that's the one. It's got it's still got the original electronics, which I'm fine with. I would still want to put my uh, Duncan pickups yeah. in there. Do you have Duncans in both? The 335 has weird pickups does it i yeah. thought that was original no um but you have duncan's in the les paul in in in, in that in that les paul and in mo most les pauls i've ever had i've put seymour duncan antiquities yeah as my as my go-to favorite they're just basically like 59 paf style nice. uh, les paul pickups but that's it yeah there honestly that is there there was one other black one for like a little bit more money but the, it's this one seems like it was like the similar level level of wear so about i could expect to have to pay at least 55 to six grand it sounds like to replace okay. that guitar uh well so next you tried to figure out the, the 62 jazz, the jazz bass, bass which is also its own sort of strange situation yeah well i found a, a a natural which we were talking i don't know if it'll make it or not but somebody uh -huh. was selling one for thirty four hundred dollars and we both should have just bought that and we didn't this is twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Oh boy! It's stripped, which I hate, and I don't even think that body's original because they didn't use ash back then. It looks like an ash body, so I don't know what's going on with this thing. Huh? Maybe it's alder with it just like a lot of grain. With a lot of grain. I don't know. Anyways, that was the closest I could find to a a refined sixty two jazz bass, um, which is it's the veneer board too. It's not the slab. So, um, yeah, that was twelve thousand. So I'm at like. 28, 25 yeah we'll, 20, say. we'll say 25 13 plus 12 yeah i'm sure they'd give me a deal for both 
Uh, I'm certainly not in the hole for that much just yet uh, <laughs> because my my. I have a feeling my insurance company is going to go fuck you, dude. Like, get out of here. Yeah. So ri- the only so I, again, this is a sort of situation where I think mine's a 74, but because uh, actually that's not true. It's a 73 or 74, but the way Gibson stuff was set up back then, you can't know exactly for sure because not all my electronics are original. Right. So it's either a 73 or 74. I can only find one that was definitely a 74, and it was it was in cherry. There was none in the burst. That yeah. was a little bit. That too, is a rare color for that. It is. Yeah. It was a little bit too expensive though. It's 8200. I should not have to spend that much. Whoa. So I found a one that's listed as either a 73 or 74, which makes me think it might be like exactly the same guitar as mine. But it's all the way in Japan for 5900 plus 200 shipping. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's one that's like 6,500 as well. So I think I'm going to, I'm basically, I mean, it looks, I took a stupid picture of the headshot, uh, the headstock, oh, yeah. but you can see, like when you see, I can the, see body the body yeah. itself, it's like, that's that guitar. That's it. Um, um, side so no- about side note, six grand, it looks like I got to pay to. Side note, Japan has been going insane with guitars right yes, now. Yes, it has. I don't, and, and, and my buddy John predicted this like 10 years ago. He goes, dude, Japan came over and they bought all these fucking guitars from America mm-hmm. and they sent them in crates over to Japan because right. they knew they were going to be worth a ton of money before we did. Well, now we're seeing them and they're all clean. We are super clean. Like half the guitars I'm watching are in Japan. Um, okay. All right. Let's do, let's go, you know what? Let's go to pedals. Pedals sounds fun. Okay. Oh, you're going to like this. Okay, I think yeah, you're really going to What did, gonna what did like you this. find? So I wanted to replace the gray spec because yeah. that is now my new favorite pedal on the board, which is funny because it's such a simple pedal. Um, it's a Chicago Stompworks gray spec rehoused in DOD overdrive preamp 250 vintage casing. Oh, that's They're sick. asking like 260 Dude, that's too on expensive, it. but that's still sick. Oh yeah, it's a they're asking $200 more than I spent. I online. love that so much. But how fucking fun that's is that? That's fucking awesome, yeah, dude. So, I'm so excited about that. So uh, 250 Whoever made that is super cool. Yeah, 270 for that bad boy. I you know, it's harder with this harmonic percolator. There's no real ones. So the, the closest right. I could find was like the reissued the, which I have one of those too. Yeah, uh, and that is who, who makes the actual. It's reissue? called Interfax. Okay, uh, is the or no, no, I'm sorry, Interfax was the original company. Theramaniacs is the company that has the rights and like now makes them. But they um, like the only sort of like older one I could find was 650. Wow, um, that's cool. They, they've gotten stupid expensive. It too. really looks mine identical. Is, mine is way the... cleaner. Like the the one that's on my board is that is 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 basically this, but cleaner. And then the real one is in a bag, you know, hidden away because it's stu- stupid. Oh, expensive. that's not the real one. Well, that's that's the that's the reissue like made by the real company. But, but the like one the, you got the vintage like, real one yeah. uh, isn't. No, that's in a bag uh, hidden from the sun because it's worth thousands of dollars and. There's literally none for sale yeah. on the planet right now uh, on the internet. So we'll break that thing out later. Oh, I, we can play. You want to play it? We Maybe. can plug in. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's my pedal one. What's your pedal two? Oh yeah. Uh, oh, uh, just the the Red Witch Fuzz God two. Which you found it. Found you it, got it. Used two hundred and ten dollars used. And what was the third one? Oh, the uh, the harmonic or the. Uh, I like fu- what they did the here. I found an older microsynth. Yeah. Not. I don't have an original. I think mine's like a nineties. Yeah. So yeah. it's the first reissue. They put red switches on it oh how sick does that look oh man i kind of want that, that changes it i kind of want to do that you should do that shouldn't i just do that why not my, one of my switches is broken Missing, anyways remember we were talking about how there used to be a website called bitches love my switches and then they just changed their name to love my switches and they <laughs> yeah. still exist actually if you look close look at the lettering it looks like it was like handwritten on there dude they hand wrote the they rewrote they must they they wrote must have rubbed like off on level there. and all that stuff so i thought that was cool that's 400 which is insane yeah that's real expensive um, so then the pedals for me i just had yeah. to find a whammy fit live like a modern whammy which okay. those are 160 those are all over the place and then there were a few of the exact dod fx 90 the same one that i have that are in like the that's the delay 60 range yeah yeah that analog delay nice um so i can get both those for 320 which is not a, not a bad deal so yeah. all the pedals if i was going to get a real harmonic percolator we're talking you know realistically at least three grand but um for the reissue get the phone one for 650 so it's not bad. uh so, yeah and i mean what's the i mean sonically it's got to be pretty close it's pretty cool uh, no uh, they do sound different yeah but they're all good yeah let's finish it up in amp land how did you do were you able to find a replacement for your very specific mark base i was uh no the the r500 does not exist anywhere online in fact i remember seeing one not too long ago on reverb and i'm probably sent it to you and i was like i should just buy this just to have two exactly it's it's my favorite amp ever yep it's got a tube pre, but it's a solid state, super reliable. Um, so I found this Mark Bass. It's called the Little Rocker 500. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, bad boy. it's a fine instrument. Yeah. 
Um, I do have, you know, the LM2, which I could have looked for an LM2. That's right. The little, little Mark II. I also thought about looking for a V4B. The V4 I mean, as well, right? It's not technically my amp at the mm-hmm. space, but, like, it's what I use. That's what you use. Um, actually, it's not true. It's, I use the Mark Bass way more often, um, and I like it. It's It just gets louder and mm-hmm. cleaner. So, anyways, that, and then... So, you were able to find it, and what about, the, like, your Mills Cab? So, my Mills Cab, I, I got kind of lucky, actually. Um, Dude, by the way, I have to mention the fact, your bases are... $25,000 replaced. Yeah. Your amp is 500 bucks. I know. I think I need to call my insurance company after we get out of here. Wow. And be like, I need to up this a little bit. Crazy. That's crazy. Um, the mills. So I didn't find a 15, but I am excited to report that I found a 412B cab, which I assume oh, B is for bass. Yeah. So it's a 412, but it looks like the same era. Because they actually changed the logo at one point. And this is the logo I have. This is the old logo. That's the old logo. So I was close. And I'll, I'll take it. So 412. Wow. I, you know, you never see the mill stuff. Never. I mean, if there's none on eBay. Mm-hmm. They have covers. Like, you can buy a cover right. for it. Um, which I actually have the cover for mine, too. Hey, now. But, uh, yeah, I was bummed. At, How much I'd, was that cab? 800. 800, yeah. So I'm, I'm in deep, dude. Your cab's more than your amp. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It almost seems like a shame to have such a cheap amp head with everything else that mm-hmm. I have going on. but Fucking sell a kidney and get yourself a freaking Dumble. I want to know how close you got. Yeah, did you just get a Dumble instead? How well, close I did you get to the ball? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, okay, so let's see. Not close enough for my liking. Uh, basically, here's what happened. Uh, there is there aren't the Film Noir 50, which is the head that I use. There are none for sale uh, you know, online. Uh, however, there was one Film Noir 18 combo, oh. which the didn't yeah it's too, it, i lo- don't get me wrong love that amp i, they, I feel I like it's they not gonna be the same i thing. want a 50 watt amp yeah. i just need that so then i was like well what do Where i do, do? Go, like yeah. i said there was there was the um there was the the combo which are 2400 bucks but then i found actually uh a selmer zodiac twin head 30 Ooh, watt head that uh, so that it sort of split the difference. I bet it would get me close enough. What does that cost? Uh, that, that right here is thirty five hundred plus three hundred shipping. Wow. So yeah, it's it, and they just put it on sale. That's you're talking about around four grand yeah. to get a replacement for that, or you know, the, I, that's the thing. Like, I could get a fifty watt Marshall or something, but it's not. That's not that. It's not like, the tone not the or thing. an orange. So, and like, yeah. because Selmer is is what. Baldi what he based doing, it off of, right? I feel like I've got to keep it in the you summer do. land, so yeah. that's where I landed there. Would, and would then, it be close to the Vox uh, fifty, the AC fifty? Is there an AC fifty head? There is an AC fifty head. They they are very different. Uh, like those are based on different tubes and stuff. You okay. know, it's a very different sort of. For sound. some reason, I was I always think of Vox and Selmer together. Maybe it was just a mid sixties thing. They're just British yeah. amps that have sort of regal looking. <laughs> yeah, it's probably what it is. And then I was able actually to find basically the modern version of my cab um like mine you know my cab is from a trainer from like the late 90s early 2000s yeah um so like they make a version of it now and it's it's fucking expensive dude two by 12 uh for 850 wow yeah Yeah, that's a lot for that's that's that for new which i got it i got it in trade but it was effectively new when i got it nice so it sounds like man um you know while neither of us are getting off cheaply, <laughs> yeah, you are gonna have to. I'm uh, you're gonna have to do. Yeah, that would, I, I mean, mean well, no, you're not fucked. You're you're great, but also if if this were if this were to become reality, that would yeah. Suck, dude. I mean, I have you know renters insurance on this stuff, yeah. um, which I don't know if it's covered at my space, but it's definitely covered like for whatever. Well, when the catastrophe house. happens, it will be at your house. I know. So. Um, I don't want to say hopefully, but yeah. No, it's, it uh, will be. That's what I'm saying. I know. No matter where it happens, it will be at your house. I know. It's uh, So that's something I've really never thought about. But, you know, um, I Maybe also We can think, throw that in the Symphony of Corrections next week. Does your renter's insurance cover your I know. gear if it's not at home? Well, and I, I would advise anybody who doesn't have renter's yeah, insurance, if you it. have some gear at home, I mean, you never know. Uh, electrical fire, some neighbor could be an idiot it and is, burn their house it's, down. When you first do it, it's a bit of a pain in the butt because yeah. you got to give like serial numbers for everything and all that kind of stuff. Photos, but yeah. um, it's worth you know, taking the time. And if you've already got yourself a gear document, then you're well, already halfway in front of the game. Yeah. Or you can, you can just buy insurance for a specific amount of money, which what you yeah, think would replace right. it, which I think is what I have now. And you after this, bump that up. A uh, I'm going to have to bump tree. this up about by twice. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So, um, this has been an informative exercise. Now. I will say this though, man, I, I would be happy. I wouldn't be happy, but I could replace everything with like reissue stuff. I mm-hmm. think and be, and be okay with that. Yeah. I couldn't, I mean, I'd be sad because I can't because 
they don't the next i play the specific era because they are the specific neck and they don't they don't make them like that anymore they don't make them like they used to they don't which the ones that i have are frankly i mean they're expensive now because everything's expensive but like the the 70s are not known to be like the most desirable gibson era so it's like even that but yeah the reason i like them are because of their weird features is that that they just don't make the norlin era they call it the norlin yeah from 1960 Eight to Who's Norlin? Was that a builder? It was a conglomerate of like a company that owned a bunch of other stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because then you hear about Tim Shaw from after that. It's the Shaw, Shaw era for this. Well, 80, Tim Shaw was 80, when he like sort of that was transitional. Like as they were like, okay, how we're we gonna make this back to like the old days and then then they started doing the reissues and all that good stuff yeah i think 82 maybe to 85 is that i can't remember no that's the dan smith era fender dan smith fender yeah no he was well from what i've seen i've seen tim shaw's as early as 80 and i've seen him as late as 80 but i think it was like he worked at the company and then yeah i I, but maybe 88 was when henry j took over i just did like the pickups though i think it was because it's like tim shaw pickups like he wound the pickups and now he works at fender Really? Yeah. I think we did. He talk makes Shawbuckers at Fender because he makes the. We were talking about him for uh, that guy from that one band who I. Uh, they're big country or- orchids or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't remember what they're called, but it was. Big I country talk- orchids. <laughs> there, I was talking about some band. Yeah. And uh, he, Tim Shaw was in it because he works at Fender. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, hopefully we don't have to replace our gear anytime soon i hope so too because uh i like our stuff and you got some spendy stuff we both got some spendy we stuff but some also it'd be very hard it's making me realize that it would be very hard for me i mean i'm i'm personal friends with the guy who makes it so i could get him to send me one but like in the in the real world if i were to like need to replace a balti that'd be kind of tough yeah yeah that'd be sad because otherwise you've got to get a weird old Sel- selmer and who knows what that condition is going to be like yeah because they stopped making them a long old time ago yeah, well, the one I sent you was that like is that based off like an AC thirty or something? It was like it was a, their own circuit. They did their own thing. The I just mean like the treble size. and bass. It was like a two ten. Oh yeah, that was a two twelve combo. 212, yeah. yeah, that was there. I found there was a couple of those for sale in the like four grandish range. Yeah, those aren't cheap. Uh, no, they're but they look cool. Yeah, and then and then you see where all the weird, weird where all the super cool uh, silver alligator skin stuff comes from because it's all yes, covered all over that's that right. shit. That's right. They did that. Well, buddy, I, that was we good. just went. We just talked for a very long time. That was a beefer. That was a real beefer. I'm gonna have to do some some <laughs> some butchering on it to hey, get man. that down to Frankenstein. Steak, this to thing get that down to a ribeye because uh, <laughs> right now it's a tenderloin. Yeah, no shit. It's one of those tomahawks. Hey, baby. Ooh, I could go for a steak right I'm now. I'm getting hungry. I know. So it's been great hanging with you and talking you too, with you, man. buddy. It's been great hanging in your ears, folks. So thanks for joining us. And if you made it this far, why don't you go make some music? <laughs>